Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I am your host, Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery in 2004. We now have been up and running and providing support, resources, and information to persons currently diagnosed with Parkinson's disease for now 14 marvelous, glorious years. As a part of my mission to provide just that support, I sponsor this radio show that consists of recruiting a number of individuals across the globe who are experts in various types of topics. So we're able to recruit individuals who are specialists, doctors, healthcare professionals of all sorts. Today, I have to say, I'm really terribly excited because we have the privilege of being able to interview the co-developer of a particular product called Theragel, which has really worked wonders for lots of different reasons. And so he's going to begin to explain to us what in the world is this, what does it do, and, um, and educate us about how this can provide some wonderful relief depending on the symptoms we are experiencing. Dr. John Hall, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be a guest on the radio show today. Well, you're welcome, Robert. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us all about yourself. Well, it's not real exciting, but uh, just a short bio, I guess. I, I actually am a dentist. I practiced dentistry in Arlington, Texas, uh, back in from 79 to 86, for, for, or 87, for eight years. And um, actually, I was ready to go into oral surgery, so I was, ready, I was, I was interviewing at different uh, surgery residency programs. But my wife, uh, my first wife got sick and died of cancer. And I had three uh, babies. Now they were little, five, three, and fourteen months. They were. I had little ones to take care of. And I tell people, you know, I I, I could be a full time dad and a full time dentist, but I just couldn't quite pull off being a full time mom and dad and dentist. So, you know, my practice was suffering, and I didn't feel like I was doing my kids right. And so I I just sold my practice. So in January of '87, I sold my practice. And I taught for a year and did some other things, and uh, but I just needed to be available to my kids. And uh, and then for the last 30 years, I've been in research, uh, and I've worked with Dr. McAnally, Dr. Bill McAnally, who I know has been on your program. And uh, so that's been a real exciting adventure because Bill is a genius. Uh, I'm not, but he is. And I, but I'm smart enough. I kind of hitched onto his wagon, and I've worked with him for three decades now. <clears throat> and so... The the thing is, is the reason we developed Theragel, and it, it ties in the reason I'm telling you this, because during her therapy, Patty uh, developed uh, oral mucositis. <clears throat> Excuse me, something kind of <clears throat> something kind of blew in here in Dallas Fort Worth a couple of days ago. It's it's in the 20s or was in the 20s. It's it's like January here, and something blew in and attacked me, so I'm kind of <laughs> rasping a little bit. But so I apologize, but. Patty developed those ulcers that you get from chemotherapy or radiotherapy, the oral mucositis, and that is the worst. That's the most debilitating side effect of cancer therapy. I mean, most people think of, you know, losing your hair or nausea and vomiting, but, but mucositis, those ulcers, that's the worst common side effect 
from from uh, cancer therapy, and they gave her lidocaine viscous, and all it did was sting, you know. And here I am, a dentist, and I, she's got a problem with her mouth, and I can't do anything to help her. There just wasn't. Well, that was 1985, and here today, until Theragel, there still wasn't anything. They're using magic mouthwash formulations and all these different things, and nothing really works. And uh, I couldn't help, you know, I couldn't cure cancer, and I couldn't help Patty, but I wanted to, before I died, one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to help those people. So I wanted to help those people that developed mucositis to not hurt and, and to, to get them pain relief. If I could have helped Patty not hurt while she was dying, that that's not enough, but it would have been a, a gift I could have given her, but I just didn't know how. So that's why we developed Theragel. That was the, that was the focus, cancer patients. And, uh, and Theragel works. It works really, really, really well. So, but I knew if it works for cancer and for the pain of, uh, oral mucositis in cancer patients is going to have a lot of other uses, <clears throat> and we we made sure it had other benefits too that we'll get into. But that's that's where this came from. So that's just kind of a brief history and what what the thinking was uh, in the development of Theragel. What are the ingredients? <clears throat> well, okay, and that's that's the other thing. Um, it you know when you're putting something in the mouth, safety. Safety is a real issue, and or it should be. I mean, you, you, you put some in the mouth, some is going to go down the hatch. That's just kind of the way it works. And so the thing that's really unique about uh, Theragel is it doesn't have any drugs. It doesn't have any synthetic uh, ingredients. It doesn't have any animal product. It's water mostly, but water is added plant-based food ingredients. So it's food. It's all food ingredients, uh, plant-based food. And so what I generally do is, is go around explaining how it works, the physiology to, uh, to people and doctors who are interested in learning about how it does what it does because you don't expect food to do this. But this, again, is from the, the genius of Dr. McAnally. So um, it, what it specifically has, it has uh, ace mannan. And I think, Bill, probably you've talked about uh, ace mannan. Ace mannan is a complex carbohydrate, and it's the molecule in aloe vera that we love aloe for. And Bill's the one who identified it back, you know, 40 years ago or so. It's a it's a sugar. It's a carbohydrate, um, but it's what causes the pain relief. If you've ever, you know, here in Texas in the South, we we certainly have aloe growing, and so if you cut yourself or burn or something, you break the leaf and put fresh aloe gel on it. And you, there's there's not there's a soothing effect, but there's real pain relief. There's there's more than just a soothing effect. There's pain relief. Well, it's the Ace Manin that does that, and of course, aloe is well known for for its healing properties, really speeding the healing process. It's Ace Manin that stimulates the healing process too. So uh, that's it has Ace Manin. It has a tiny bit of xylitol in it, uh, which is a, another natural sugar. It's it's called a sugar substitute because we use it instead of sucrose. Uh, but it's a natural sugar, and uh, it does, it's not a problem for diabetics or people like that. And it's the least important ingredient, but it has some benefits. And then also we have a tiny amount of essential, essential oils of cinnamon, clove, thyme, and wintergreen. And so it's got water, ace manin from aloe, a xylitol, and a tiny bit of essential oil, cinnamon, clove, thyme, and wintergreen. So it's all plant-based food ingredients. 
summarize for our listening audience, if you could, the various benefits that Theragel provides. Okay. Well, the the three things that it's designed to do, I call them the three pros, P-R-O, because uh, some some of the guys at work say the three P's, but I call them the three pros because, number one, it provides pain relief. And, and you start feeling pain relief usually within a minute or so, and usually in 15 or 20 minutes, the pain is pretty much gone completely, depending on how bad it is, or even quicker than that. Uh, but And it's not numbing the mouth like a benzocaine or a topical anesthetic. That That's another thing, that people people want pain relief, but they don't necessarily want a numb mouth. And they want a numb mouth when you're at the dentist's office and the dentist is coming at you with a high-speed handpiece or a scalpel blade or something. But afterwards, you just want pain relief. And so it causes an analgesic effect, not an anesthetic effect. And, that's, of course, that's what people really love about it. But the second pro is it protects uh, those areas from contamination. And that's really, really important. So, you know, the mouth, the mouth is nasty. I don't know if people know that or not, but it's a nasty environment. There's a lot of bacteria, a lot of fungi, a lot of viruses, and a lot of other stuff in there. And so many of the people that need Theragel, they they're kind of immunocompromised and they're subject to secondary infections and all that and you just you just need to be able to pro- protect those areas and it does an excellent job really better than just about anything else on the market in fact that that the drugs that are antimicrobials and and we have the data to show that so protecting from contamination is the second pro and the third pro is it promotes optimal healing and that is huge uh healing is really really important Uh, Among all the other research we've done through the decades, we've always been involved in wound care research. And, uh, and in fact, Theragel is technically a wound dressing. It's regulated by FDA as a wound dressing. It's a liquid, but it's a medical device. It's a wound dressing. And the thing is, one of the three principles of wound care is you're supposed to dress wounds. Uh, And you think about it, they do surgery on your arm, for example, and they they may suture that area up, but are they going to send you home with it exposed? And the answer is no, they're going to put a wound dressing on. It's basically malpractice in medicine not to dress a wound, but how do you get a wound dressing to work in the mouth? And so uh, that was one of the things we wanted to do because uh, we've always just, we just send, and still most dentists are just sending patients home after doing extraction with holes in their mouth and, and nothing to do to, to help it. So these are technically wound dressings. But wound healing is really important. I learned a long time ago, the faster you get that layer of epithelium across that wound bed, no matter where it is on the body, the faster you're addressing pain and uh, infection. So healing is really, really a nice thing. And the, the thing is, there's no other drug regimen that does these three things that really makes that those three benefits the three pros really make make it unique and um um, and the other thing is well and i'll get into that in a minute but the other thing is these these three benefits are synergistic each one of them contributes to the other uh, which is really kind of a unique thing Uh, the thing about pain i say i tell people the two things about pain number one pain hurts and, you know, that's enough for me. I mean, if I'm hurting, I want pain relief, and especially in the mouth. The mouth is especially sensitive, and it's the mouth. I mean, we just want – we don't want to hurt in the mouth. But the other thing is, and I think most people know this, pain slows the healing process down, and there are different mechanisms at work. But if you're hurting 
and you have a wound, and these, and we're talking about wounds in the mouth, uh, and a lot of times with what we're dealing with there, gel. Well, you're not healing optimally because there are things that are being done uh, by the body that hinder the healing process. So when you when you get that pain relief, you're removing that one barrier to wound healing. And then contamination, when a, a big bacterial load or a, a pathogen load like that slows the healing process down too, and it also contributes to the pain. A lot of the pain that we feel is from the metabolic byproducts of the bacteria, the fungi, in the mouth. So when you get that under control, then that contributes to pain relief and healing. And then again, as I said just a minute ago, optimal, when you, the faster you get that healing, the faster you're addressing pain and potential infection. So these three benefits contribute to the others, and so it's a real synergistic effect. So, and, and there's no there's no other drug regimen that does those three things. Um, so it's really it's really unique in not only its composition, but it, in the benefits it provides. Is there a limit to how much a person can take of the Theragel every day? That is, they take the mouthwash today at 4 o'clock and then they have some more pain at 6 can they take the wash again at 6 is there a limit to how much mm-hmm. how many washes they can do no no um, no there isn't now uh, let me back up and talk about because uh, I really probably should have said this but this is a good time to say this when you look at those ingredients one thing I can say about Theragel is there's no toxicity and, you know, when you're talking to doctors or something, I mean, the knee-jerk reaction, you can't say that. You just made an absolute statement, and you can't say that. Well, see, we're usually thinking drugs, and they're, and they're right. You, there are, aren't too many drugs you can say there's no toxicity or any other medic, medicament or whatever mouthwash that we're using. I mean, uh, they're not, you, you, you don't see on, on the label of even a mouthwash or toothpaste, be sure and swallow this stuff. It's good for you. I mean, even on the toothpaste tubes, you'll look and say, if you've accidentally, it's always interesting, they say accidental, but if you've accidentally, I guess if you do it on purpose, it's not a problem, but if you accidentally swallow more than the normal amount, contact your physician or poison control center. Well, there are ingredients in there that if you, if you swallow too much, there's going to be toxicity, but this is food. Food, by definition, is non-toxic. You know, I was, God gave us food to eat, not poison. And uh, so there's no toxicity, and certainly with the amounts that you're taking. Um, but but did I say there was no potential issue with Theragel? And the answer is no, I did not. There is a potential for allergy, and I always want always tell people this. Uh, so uh, allergy is not toxicity, but it is an adverse event. And so there's a potential for allergy. However, in, in the years we've had this on the market, uh, we haven't had a report of any adverse event, and we really don't. Exp- it's going to be really, really rare because there's not going to be any uh, allergy to ace manin or the xylitol. It's going to be really, really exceptionally rare. I mean, it's going to be one in, in on the planet probably, but it would be one of the essential oils. Some people have allergies to cinnamon, for example. But the deal is the amount that we have in this product is such a tiny amount, it's below the concentration that generally causes a reaction. It is dose-dependent. You have to have enough allergen to cause an allergic reaction. And so we, we don't expect that. I always tell people, look, if, you have, if, you're def, if you're even deathly allergic to cinnamon, I always ask them, can you eat ketchup? Ketchup has more 
has a higher concentration of cinnamon and clove in it than this product does. And I, over the years, I've talked to a lot of people, doctors and other people, that say they're definitely allergic to cinnamon, but they eat ketchup. Most people don't know there's cinnamon in ketchup. Did you know that, Robert? <laughs> I did not know that. No, that's news to it's me. Not, it's such a small amount. It's not listed. It's under, the, it's under spices or natural flavors. And, and not every bottle always has cinnamon. But if you're just going through the year and you're going to the burger place or you're, going to, or you're buying a bottle, of, you know, you're buying ketchup off the shelf, you're getting cinnamon. And, if, and so uh, if you can eat ketchup, you're not going to have a problem with the cinnamon or clove. And then thyme, people know if they have allergies to thyme or, you know, I mean, they can't, you know, they have a problem with dressing or something. Here's Thanksgiving's coming up or whatever. And then wintergreen. Now, wintergreen is methyl salicylate. Uh, and so aspirin is a salicylate. And so there are some people who have allergies to, to, to salicylates, but again, it's such a small amount. And the thing I tell people is we're, we're getting salicylates in our food. If you're, if you're eating food, you're getting salicylates. In fact, it's a, it's an, it's a, uh, the estimates are that the average diet people are getting up to 200 milligrams of salicylate a day, which is like two thirds of an aspirin tablet especially if you're eating lots of fruits and vegetables and all that. So if you're eating a really, really healthy diet, you're getting salicylate. So if you don't have a problem with that, you're not going to have a problem with their gel. So there's no toxicity. The only potential problem is allergy, and that hasn't happened yet, and it's going to be really, really rare. But I do always point that out to people. So the answer to your question is no. You can take as much as you want because the amount that's in an 8-ounce bottle um, – you know, the total salicylate, for example, in an eight-ounce bottle is about a, a fraction of a baby aspirin. So, you know, you're getting about the same amount you'd be getting from the from eating eating your, your food all day long. So, it's it's really really safe. So there, you don't have to. Uh, you can take it all day long. In fact, you can slug down the whole bottle if you want to. I wouldn't because there's no reason to waste it. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for selling the product, but I don't want people to waste it. So it's very, very safe. And the thing is, they're going to get the benefit. Usually they're not going to need it more than every few hours anyway. So, uh, But if they, if they need it, that's, that's not a problem. You've clearly mentioned that persons with cancer who have mouth sores can benefit. Who else can benefit from using Therogel? Well, okay, there are a lot of, <laughs> lot of mouth sores out there, but... Um, <clears throat> Uh, you know, there's um, there are a lot of acute short-term conditions like, you know, canker sores, aphthous ulcers or canker sores, or just cuts. And, I mean, I always say the mouth is a busy place. I mean, we're, we're stuffing food and other stuff in there, but, I mean, we're eating sharp chips and hot food, and so we can burn our mouth or have my – and a lot of times we have what I call micro, micro abrasions and – we have tiny little cuts we're not even aware of, and that's really common. I mean, most people do. We have little cuts in our mouth that are so small, we don't, there's no bleeding or anything, but they're there. And so, or sore throat, so anything like that, but then there are chronic, there are chronic conditions. Um, and so people have, or another acute condition would be the, the, the uh, uh, ulcers from the chemotherapy or radiotherapy. Once that's over, well, then, it's going to be gone in a couple of weeks or so. That would still be considered uh, an acute condition. But some people have ulcers in their mouth 24 hours a day, seven day, their whole life. One of my patients in dental school back in the 70s 
and her name was Nancy, and she had major apathy. She had, just think of really huge canker sores, and she had four to seven or eight all in her, in her mouth every every minute of every day, and they'd move around and all that. She, But she just lived with it, you know. And so people have that, and there are other conditions, erosive lichen planus, burning mouth syndrome, all kinds of things. And then dry mouth. Xerostomia is a real issue, and that is common. Um, a huge percentage of people have dry mouth, especially as we get older and get on medications. But the thing about dry mouth, besides it just being uncomfortable, you're losing that natural uh, cleansing and, and, and the, 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 the protection that you get from the saliva and ulcers or infections are real common and uh so there are all kind of cracks in the cracks in the corner of the mouth so there are a lot of lot of conditions um that are associated with dry mouth and hundreds of medications can cause that and i mean antihistamines and decongestants and you know high blood pressure medication and pain medications so and then there are a lot of diseases that can contribute to dry mouth a lot of the uh autoimmune diseases like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis or Sjogren's disease, which most people with rheumatoid arthritis are going to have. And if you have Sjogren's, you're going to have rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, there's another condition called Parkinson's. I don't know if you've heard of that or not, but Parkinson's <laughs> is real common. <laughs> yeah, John. <laughs> is dry, dry. I thought you had. Is a, is a, and, and other neurodegenerative diseases that can contribute to dry mouth. And, and so... And then you know, and then there's a there's a thing called periodontitis and gingivitis that dentists are dealing with all day every day, and almost everybody has a little gingivitis somewhere, a little inflammation in the gum tissue. I mean, the the statistics are seventy to ninety percent of adults, but I'm going to say that's conservative. I'd say almost a hundred percent of adults somewhere I can find. I can find a little gingivitis somewhere in your mouth. And then perio, where you've actually, periodontitis, uh, where you've actually got bone loss, it's, it's, you've got serious gum disease. Uh, the statistics are about 50% of people 30 or older and 70% of those who are 65 or older have some amount of periodontitis. And so, you know, when you throw all of that together, you're talking, you're talking the majority of adults in the United States that, that could benefit uh, either routinely or every, all day, every day from Theragel. So it's a, it's a major deal. And then you then just the infections. Uh, there are viral infections. Three of my three of my grandkids had hand, foot, and mouth disease a couple of years ago, and uh, Theragel just saved their saved, saved my son's life anyway because they were, you know, they have those blisters on their hands and their feet, but they have those ulcers in their mouth, and they've just just miserable and he got their gel in there and i mean they were asleep in a few minutes because i mean they were crying and all they were just i mean they were two four see two four and six at that time and they're little guys and uh you know they were hurting and uh generally speaking not much really worked but they in a few minutes they were asleep and, and comfortable so lots lots of people with lots and lots of conditions can can benefit from their gel and a lot of people Millions of people need it all day, every day. Clearly explained that Theragel has been designed for use in the mouth. Does it only benefit the mouth? Well, that's a great question, and the answer is no. 
and this is you know I've said for a long time this is now this is brilliant now this you'll never believe this but I've said this uh, the toe bone is eventually connected to the head bone. I didn't know if you knew that or not, but uh, <laughs> yes, you know, we all kind of okay. Well, so you you are particularly sharp. And another <laughs> thing I say about <laughs> another thing I say about the mouth is that you know the mouth ain't like Vegas. What goes on the, in the mouth doesn't stay in the mouth, which is kind of the same thing as the toe bones <laughs> are finally connected to the head bone. The thing is, one of the things that's really big in medicine and in, in dentistry, certainly, but in medicine and in, in research, is the oral systemic connection or the mouth-body connection, um, which shouldn't be surprising, but it seems like it was kind of surprising to medicine anyway, but but so much of what uh, so much of what going on what goes on in the mouth affects other parts of the body, which you know, like again, it shouldn't be surprising. The mouth is the the major portal for the body. It just just almost everything we eat and drink goes through the mouth, Robert, and um, we breathe through the mouth, and then just lots of stuff are going on. Uh, we uh, again, it's. It's a nasty place. Now, this is one other thing I've said for years, and it's kind of a joke, but it really isn't. But I've said uh, gastroenterologists and dentists are a lot alike in the sense that we both work on uh, parts of the alimentary canal. One of the differences, dentists chose to work on the really filthy end. And that is, you know, people chuckle, but it's really true. (laughs) I mean, it's nasty in there. (laughs) And uh, so... It's not surprising that when when you have such a great blood supply as the mouth does, and most of us know that. I mean, you just you have a little teeny cut and you bleed like crazy. It has a really great blood supply. That's one of the reasons it heal tends to heal fast too. But it's also you have a little infection or you have a little something going on in there. It can get into the bloodstream very easily, and. Um, you can you can be and the blood's going to circulate through the body in a minute or two. So I mean, this goes from the mouth to any just everywhere in just a little while. So you have something going on in the mouth. It can affect all parts of the body. So some of the some of the big topics in research as far as the oral systemic um, connection are uh, that we know that there's connections with uh, the mouth and cardiovascular disease. And uh, some of the the autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis and systemic lupus, diabetes, um, and pulmonary diseases, and and that can be as simple as even just aspirating aspirating bacteria or fungus from the, and this happens especially with the elderly maybe in care homes, but they aspirate uh, pathogens from the mouth directly down into the lungs, and uh, that is a major major problem. One of the big things that they're really doing in care homes now is they're having hygienists and other people go in there and train the nurses on how to help keep those their patients' mouths clean, which has just basically been totally ignored. You know, so they're not only brushing and flossing, but just but using rinses and things like that to help those patients uh, keep their mouths as clean as they can and stay as healthy as they can. And uh, so there are a lot of things going on and in fact so we know that that's in fact but there are other other things that are associated with the mouth pregnancy outcomes um we we know we've already we already know about babies that have been stillborn uh because of the the the, the bacteria actually went from the mouth through the placenta into the uterus and 
infected the baby and killed the baby, So, which was not expected to be the case. They didn't know that was going to happen. And, um, you know, kidney disease and cancers. There are specific bacteria found in the mouth that are associated with, like, gun disease that are that they are now found in certain cancers like pancreatic cancer or colorectal cancers and all that. So, and, and you know, they don't know exactly exact, exactly what's going on, but but there's a correlation. And then there's another condition called neurodegenerative diseases um, that are can be associated. There's minor correlation, but Parkinson's, for example, um, is there's a minor correlation. And, and this is the thing, Robert. The thing is inflammation. Inflammation is the enemy, and that's that's the deal. Inflammation is a big deal in research and I'm talking chronic inflammation but that is we now know that's associated with so many things and either helping to cause diseases or at least contribute to the pathology and the the debilitating effects of diseases and that's really where all this comes in is is we know that when you have a like well inflammation like I say inflammation is not bad in and of itself inflammation is important and I don't want to give inflammation a bad name because it's part of the immune response. And if you have an infection, you have a fever because that helps to kill uh, bacteria, fungus, or whatever, viruses. Uh, but you don't want a real high fever, and you don't want it to last forever. You don't, but you don't want an inflammatory response that lasts very long. Wound healing, if you have a wound, uh, you want a really good inflammatory burst of 24 hours or so because that enhanced blood supply to the wound is really critical to optimal healing. But the problem happens is when we have chronic long-term inflammation for like rheumatoid arthritis or in my case where I am dealing with the mouth, something like gum disease. And people, people live with gum disease for years and years where you've got chronic 24-hour-a-day inflammation lasting years, and so now we know that there, there are uh, chemicals that are, that are associated with inflammation like C-reactive proteins and some of the pro-inflammatory uh, cytokines like the interleukins and tumor necrosis factor alpha and some of these others that are being pumped out into the system, and they're, they're contributing if not, if not contributing to the etiology or the cause of diseases, they certainly are contributing to the pathology and making them worse. And that's, that's pretty clear. One of the things, Parkinson's, uh, they've, they've seen, they, they know that inflammation is involved in it. Uh, there are a couple, there's some studies where they've shown that um, if, if they're on, and there are specifically two specific types of uh, anti-inflammatory drugs, but with taking those drugs, it reduced the, the people showed a reduced incidence of Parkinson's disease and inflammatory bowel disease like ulcerative colitis or um, Crohn's disease. People who have inflammatory bowel diseases have a higher chance of developing Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease or and vice versa. And so, inflammation is the big deal. And so, trying to control chronic inflammation is huge and the mouth is a is a major source i'm not i can't do too much right now about rheumatoid arthritis but i can help with the mouth and that's one of the things where theragel can really come into play is to help keep things clean and uh and and the inflammation is a result of a dirty mouth uh the thing about the mouth is if you keep it clean it's pretty much healthy okay 
hygiene is the whole thing when it comes to the mouth. Um, you can get an infection, a viral infection, a short term, but for 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 keeping it if you keep it clean and 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 it doesn't have a big buildup of bacteria, you're not going to have the chronic conditions that we're dealing with and talking about right here. And so that's where this can come into play because when you look at the micro data uh, of the the natural preservative effects of those essential oils, and see those essential oils are the preservatives that God put in those plants. And those, and those plants are out there being attacked by bacteria, fungi, and viruses. And those essential oils are antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral. And uh, one of the things I always say, God's pretty smart. In fact, he's real smart, in fact. And, uh, and those essential oils work. And, and they work. And they're food. They, they work so well, and yet they're food and they're non-toxic. And um, we, you know, we wanted to... Take it, and we wanted to be wise and take advantage of his wisdom and his intelligence. And uh, so, so just helping keep keep the mouth clean as a part of the oral hygiene regimen. This was developed to help with ulcers and the pain and all that, but it's really potentially very very big as part of the oral hygiene uh, procedure. And if you keep that mouth clean, you can at least and keep the inflammation down. Uh, or gone, then you're at least taking that that out of the equation when you're talking about all these other other conditions, including Parkinson's and other uh, diseases of the uh, central nervous system and others. Um, you can at least you're taking that out of the equation, and and so brushing and flossing is really critical. But but not everybody can do a really good job. But but a but a rinse like Theragel can really help make a difference if you use that as part of the hygiene procedure. And, again, hygiene is the big deal. You know what? Periodontists are the gum specialists, and people don't recognize. But, of course, if they, if they have it, they understand. If they have gum disease and they're going to the periodontist, they understand the hygienist is the big part of the deal. And usually it's a lady, but it can be a man. But the hygienist is in there doing those deep scalings and get everything clean. And when you have periodontal surgery, gum surgery, the main thing is cleaning it up. Where you remove diseased tissue, but you're getting down in there and you're cleaning down on the roots. You're getting all that calculus and stuff off of the tooth. And then they're also contouring the bone and contouring the gum tissue and then suturing in such a way where it's easier for the patient to get in there and keep it clean and prevent that from recurring. And so hygiene is everything when it comes to the mouth. And so if you, the oral hygiene regimen is huge. And it plays into all these other conditions that I'm talking about. So uh, having a rinse like this, the, the problem with the other rinses, Robert, I know I'm, I'm really kind of, I'm getting on a roll now. If you need, if you have something, just <laughs> roll it on, Doctor Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of rambling too, probably, but but <clears throat> the thing about, and I'm not bad mouthing other products, but the thing is mouthwashes and. The thing about most of the mouthwashes, they have a lot of them have alcohol in them, and there's a reason that helps dissolve some of the other chemicals in there that do the work, and they and also they help kill bacteria. But you don't, but it's it's damaging to the tissues, and they have high concentrations of other really harsh chemicals uh, that they're damaging. They're damaging the tissues, and and they're not they're they're not helping the wound. If you got a wound in there, they're not going to help it heal because they're killing. They're killing the good cells. One of the problems we have in, in treating wounds in medicine and dentistry is all the wound cleansers that we use, 
Now, you know, you've heard this before. They, you have a wound maybe on your leg or something, and, and they'll say, maybe the nurse or the doctor will say, now wash that several times a day with hydrogen peroxide. You ever heard that before, Robert? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, well, don't do that. Uh, you know, that's, that's, see, they don't teach wound care in medical school any more than they do in dental school, except this is what we've been doing the last 100 years or so, much of which is really atrocious. They just don't. See, wounds that are expected to heal say, yeah, don't worry too much about them. So, so much of what we're doing in wound care is really bad, and, and a, a huge percentage of the chronic non-healing wounds are caused by doctors and nurses that are giving bad treatment. So don't wash those areas with peroxide. Don't wash them with sodium hypochlorite, which is bleach. There, there are solutions out there that, that are wound cleansers that are bleach. And chlorhexidine and a bunch of others, we're killing 10 to 100 good cells for every bad cell. And we're just always slowing the healing process down. And the preservatives in the products and the, the topical antibiotics and the topical anesthetics, just about everything we're using in the mouthwashes, we're slowing the healing process down. Well, we're, with their job, we're not doing all that killing. And also, we're stimulating the healing process. And again, like I said, healing is really, really big. And if you're susceptible to secondary infections and the mouth systemic connection and all that, well, then you really want that healing as fast as you can. So that's, that's another thing is besides no toxicity, it's, it's much more gentle to the tissues, and we're actually stimulating the healing process. And uh, that is really, really huge. But So the mouthwashes are a nice idea, but there's some negatives attached to them. But, but you want to so, – so, Theragel is great as part of a routine, uh, routine part of your oral hygiene, and, and use it especially at night before you go to bed. Uh, that during during the, during the night when you're asleep is when most of the damage is done because you're asleep and the metabolic processes slow down, the salivary sl- flow slows down, and that's you're not getting the natural cleansing, and that's when most of the damage is done. So for sure you want to use it before night, uh, at, right before you go to bed at night. So. Just lots and lots and lots of uses. So anytime anybody has any um, sores or any any healing that needs to take place in the mouth, you sure want to use it, or any anything where there's pain. But boy, just even part of the the just the normal routine of uh, of uh, oral hygiene is really really big. <laughs> I, I'm going to stop and take a breath. There's a time for you to jump in. <laughs> You're listening to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery in 2004. My guest today is Dr. John Hall, who is the co-developer of TheraGel. Dr. Hall, you mentioned that TheraGel does have benefits other than just directly connected to helping the mouth heal. Many people that have been diagnosed with Parkinson's experience the challenge of pneumonia, which can be quite serious. Is it possible that Theragel might provide some support for the healing of that kind of condition? Uh, Well, uh, healing, okay, pneumonia and healing of, uh, give me a little more of what you're asking. I'm not sure I'm following you. Well, people who are diagnosed with Parkinson's disease oftentimes Mm -hmm. develop pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And so it's a particular challenge. And, of course, they're usually taking a lot of antibiotics. Uh, Sometimes they Mm -hmm. succeed. Sometimes it's really a difficult healing uh, regimen. Yeah, okay. 
And so by well, your explanation, I began to think, oh, I wonder if cleansing the mouth might facilitate the ability of the body to address the problem of pneumonia. So it's just a speculation well, and wondering what your spin on it is. Well, uh, you know, probably not directly, but certainly indirectly, because, again, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, uh, aspiration pneumonia is a problem and can cause by be caused by aspirating things from the mouth. So, you know, if if you keep if you keep contaminating the lungs from the mouth while you're trying to get healed, that's uh, you're, you're slowing things down. So, yes, to me, you certainly would want to use that. Uh, use Theragel while you're trying to recover from pneumonia, at least prevent recontamination from the mouth, um, that would be huge because that can be a contributing factor. So certainly uh, that, that would, I would certainly recommend that for sure, just for that one reason, just to help prevent recontaminating the lungs and aspirating from the mouth down into the lungs. So keep that mouth as clean as you can, and uh, you can't have anything but positive results from that. Could you please, for the listening audience, give a brief overview of where Theragel is used, more specifically clinics, dentists, hospitals, uh, individuals? It's been around a while, so who's using it out there? Well, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's mostly it's it's not used that much. I tell you, one of the problems that we have is um, with as far as cancer patients or or and cancer doctors is nothing's ever worked they've been they've nothing has ever worked for oral mucositis and so you tell them about this and and you know to them this is just the 501st product out there somebody's telling about that doesn't work and then you tell them it doesn't have any drugs they want to know what's in it well it doesn't have any drugs and then they turn their brains off because well if it doesn't have any drugs it can't do anything and then you tell them it's all food ingredients so it's been really, really hard to get the healthcare professionals even interested, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them interested in even trying it because they just don't understand how it could do anything, although I can show them the physiology and show them how it actually does this. But <clears throat> so, yeah, we do have uh, healthcare professionals uh, and, um, you know, dentists and hygienists, but mostly by far it's, it's the lay public out there that are using it and um, you know so they just they just go to the website and order it you know and uh, and they don't have to get it from the doctor or anything like some some things you have to it's not a prescription or anything like that so uh, it's just it's an o, it's an OTC really OTC isn't even the proper term but it's it's not a prescription because there are no drugs it's just out there on the market it's, it's on the shelf so it's not on the shelf in the stores, but you can you can go to the website and order it. <clears throat> but most of, mostly, it's just the lay public that's using it right now. It hasn't been out that long, but <clears throat> I think as time goes by, it'll be more incorporated by the professionals. But it it takes time. It takes time to get those people to to get on board sometimes. Doctor Hall, I have plastered you with lots of different questions about Theragel. What question have I not asked that I should have asked about Theragel? Well, you know, uh, uh, well, let me just say this. Let, this is one thing I always tell people. Learn these two, these three two-word phrases, all-natural, drug-free, non-toxic. That, that resonates with people. People like that. And that definitely, you know, it's, it's all-natural, drug, it's all food ingredients, and people like that. And you combine the safest thing going with the with the most effective pain relief and protecting and wound healing going, I mean, you can't beat the 
the safest and yet most effective. So I want people to learn that. Now, the other thing you haven't asked about that I recall is, are, are there any negatives about it? And so let me tell you, let me tell you the two little issues that people might have with the Theragel because, man, I wish I could tell you it's perfect and and everybody loves everything about it, but that's just not the way the world works. So there are two issues out there, and I'll just address those. Some people don't like the taste, okay? Well, you know, we tried to make it taste as good as we could, but it's got to work. If it doesn't work, we just made another beverage out there, and there are a lot of beverages out there. So uh, some people, and, and it's the clove. There's just a time of some people don't like the taste of clove, you know. Well, I can't help that, you know. Sorry, sorry, but you know, <laughs> that's that's the way it works. <laughs> I, I, I tell people, you know, it's it's like I, this is true. I'm an identical twin. I mean, there's another one out there just like me. It's it's pretty pitiful, but it's just, it looks just like me. But but the thing is, and he's strange. He's a really he's a <laughs> nice guy. I love my brother, but he's strange. He loves tomatoes, and he hates cheese. Well, I don't know how anybody can stand tomatoes because, but I hate tomatoes and I love cheese. So we're identical <laughs> twins, but. But, you know, we have different tastes, and we both think coffee's terrible. I don't know how anything can smell so good and taste so bad as coffee, but a lot of people like coffee for some inexplicable reason. So so I just tell you, look, it's a, it's taste. You know, it's a personal thing. But to me, Theragel tastes about 100 times better than coffee. But this is the other thing. If coffee, something that tasted like coffee, made my mouth stop hurting, well, guess what? My breath's going to smell like all day. So, you know, just live with You know, grow up and live with it, you know. And you, if you can train yourself to drink coffee, you can learn in a couple of days to like or put up with the taste of Theragel. And a lot of people like it. Most people think it's just fine. It's, it's not a, and I tell people it's not a beverage. So I just start out by saying, look, this isn't a beverage. If you want a beverage, go get a Coke or something, but don't expect Coke to make your mouth stop hurting. So I, I, I always explain to people, look, it, it, so much is emotional and mental about things. You know, I love iced tea. I love Coca-Cola Classic. Not the diet. Don't give me diet. But, if you know, I like Coke, though. But if I think I'm getting ready to take a sip of Coke and suddenly I think, oh, my gosh, what? it wasn't Coke. What is it? You know, it's horrible. Well, then I realized, oh, no, that was iced tea. I love iced tea, but I was expecting Coke, you know. So it's a, there's so much mental to it. So if you just explain to people that, look, this isn't a beverage. It's not designed to taste great. Well, then it's that's for whatever reason, it doesn't taste as bad. So um, here's a story. You know, I told you three of my grandkids had uh, hand, foot, and mouth. Well, my son, they're little, so they weren't swishing. He was just swabbing their mouth and trying to get it in there, and they are fussing. And my four-year-old granddaughter especially, she was fussing about the taste. Oh, man, she was fussing and fighting. He finally got it in her mouth, and she'd been crying. She couldn't go to sleep, and in seven or eight minutes, she was asleep. And he said about four hours later, she wakes up and goes, what's the matter, Reagan? She says, I need some more grandpa's medicine. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought, you know, my four my four year old granddaughter figured out she'd rather put up with the taste than with the pain. So, you know, if you're going to let taste get in your way, then I'm happy for you because you're not hurting too much. Because if you're hurting, you'll put up with the taste and all. So, taste I can't do much about that. Some people don't like that. The other thing is those essential oils. If you have a lot of ulcers in your mouth, they might sting a little bit. Uh, just about everything else does too. But I mean, people are using stuff that has alcohol it doesn't sting like alcohol but there'll be a tingling or a stink mild stinging sensation uh, that'll last for a minute or so until you get it start getting some of the pain relief and um 
you know, that tells you two things. If that happens, that tells you there's, there's something going on in your mouth that needs to be addressed because it's not going to sting intact tissue. And I, I mentioned earlier that you, most people have some what I call micro abrasions. They're microscopic and you can't even see them, but you know they're in there because if you put this in there and you get a tingly or a little stinging sensation, that tells you something's wrong. It also tells you that Theragel is working. It's starting to work, you know. So uh, so if if people have ulcers or something on it, I just say just the first time you use it, dilute it with water. If you dilute it with, especially cold water seems to help, dilute it with water, maybe half and half, or even two parts water, one part Theragel, and swish around for 30 seconds and then swallow it, and that's just follow the directions, then in a, in a minute or two, you'll start getting a little bit of pain relief, you know, because you start getting those sodium ions bound, and you start getting the pain relief. And then once you do, then go ahead and go with full strength immediately because I want you to get the pain relief that you get from the full strength and then the healing too. So, you know, so taste and singing uh, can't do much about the taste except just kind of prepare your mind for it. The other thing is if there's a little stinging sensation, you can mitigate that with, you know, with diluting it with water the first time, and then, then it's usually not an issue after that. So those, those are the two things. But that's, those, that's one thing. And I'm not having to worry about toxicity, and you know, I'm not, the 30% of you aren't going to have your left arm fall off or anything like that. So I'm not worried about that. So of all the things to worry about, taste and a little little tingling or a little stinging sensation, pretty mild, really. But those are the two negatives that some people associate with it. Um, pretty pretty innocuous when it comes right down to it, but um, they can they can fix a lot of that. But just deal with it and hang in there for a couple of minutes, and you'll start getting some real some real relief. That's those are the negatives, which is pretty mild. It is indeed. Dr. John Hall, on behalf of the many, many thousands of listeners of Parkinson's Recovery Radio from all continents, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be on the radio show and tell us about this exciting new product that you have been so instrumental in developing. Well, thank you, Robert. I appreciate your allowing me to, to – I didn't know that many people were listening <laughs> So I might have been nervous. I might have been nervous if you told me that. But anyway, I'm glad that we. <laughs> I'm glad we had an opportunity to talk to people about it and let them know about it. Um, uh, sir, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Well, and same here. And that's what's happening here on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and of course, all of the children are truly loved. Thank you so much for joining us here at Parkinson's Recovery. Please know that the Parkinson's Recovery radio show contains 250 replay interviews with the experts out there, individuals just like Dr. Hall, who have a great deal to say about the many, many different natural therapies that are helping to provide sustained relief for many thousands of individuals, again, from across the globe who are experiencing neurological challenges. Thank you so much for being a part of Parkinson's Recovery and supporting our important mission. So listen to the replays and get inspired that, in fact, there are lots of different natural therapies that are out there that can provide sustained relief 
from you and or your family member. We look forward to connecting with you during our next interview. Good day.